if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hey guys, it's Jade here. Um, normally, hopefully you think that the quality of the podcast audio is pretty amazing. However, this time we did have a tech glitch. So it sounds like we're in a wind tunnel. Um, however, the content was really good. So we still wanted to get it out to you. I was able to listen to it and still understand it. So I'm hoping everyone else can as well. Uh, enjoy the episode. Hi, and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. I'm Jade, and I'm with the ever vivacious Alana. <laughs> Hello. So today's episode is about our advice for starting a new business. So I've personally started three businesses, and I've bought a business, and I've also started a side arm of a business. Um, and in my experience, it's always exciting, but it's definitely a bit scary as well. You know, there's always new things you can try and having new ideas and trying them out is really cool. But at the same time, there's always like a pretty good chance that you're going to screw it up. So <laughs> that's always just like hanging over your head. And obviously, you know, we've done this disclaimer before, but we are not legal beagles. We are not accountants. We're not numbers people, etc. We're just lowly old marketers. So <laughs> the advice that we're giving you is tips from a marketing perspective um, to try and help you get your, biz- your new business off to a really good start. Um, However, you will still need to do the proper, you know, stuff with other people who are more... The actual stuff. This is the fun, make it up as you go kind of stuff with some good tips on how we got through. And look, anything tax related, don't even ask. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Our poor accountant. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to launch straight into some tips. And the first one is business name. So when you are looking for your business name, it's kind of, you know, once you obviously know what you're going to be offering, you need to actually come up with a name for your new business. And that's a really hard. Oh, dude. Sometimes it just like comes to people and then other times it's like something that people just really stress and worry over. You know, obviously when you are setting up a business name, like you need to register it, you know, there's searches to be done, you might want to consider trademarking. So the person that does all of that stuff is a solicitor. So when it actually comes to setting up your business name, you know, like I know when I first started out, I just registered an ABN and everything myself. Um, But I have learned that there's a lot more to it. So, you know, if you do want to go consult a solicitor, they're the ones who can give you proper legal advice about setting up your name. And the whole point is so that you're setting it up legally so that you're not taking off, accidentally ripping off someone else's name, but also setting up in a way so that no one can um, have the chance to rip you off too. Yeah, absolutely. But when you are coming up with a name, we've just come across people who really get their heart set on a name or they get a name in their head. And then the simple thing that we do, we've got a couple of things we do, but the first one is we do check ASIC, um, which is the Australian Security and Investment Commission or something like that. But basically ASIC, um, business name registration, if you just Google that, um, you can Google all of the names registered in Australia um, under, under ASIC. And so that way, if you're like, oh, I'm going to call my new business phone pens, and then you look up ASIC and phone pens is taken. I love that example. Where did you get that? <laughs> I definitely was not looking at my phone and my pen. <laughs> that is sitting just, in front of you. It completely <laughs> just came to me. Well, I'm, the I'm mar- that good. Marketing genius. <laughs> <at work people. laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, when you are thinking about your name, and if, even if you've got like a few different ones that you're trying to play between, again, looking it up on ASIC can be a way of ruling out some completely. So it's it's just a way of, I guess, helping you decide before you get too attached to something. And like it doesn't carry as much weight as an ASIC search, but checking social media for other business names, like for those business names as well. If there's a page that's got some really illicit content on it that's under that name that you're liking, that's going to be a hurdle. You'll have to jump if you proceed with that name. So like obviously it's already out there. You can't just wipe the slate clean of that kind of stuff. So one of the businesses I started was called Instincts Magazine. And it was my very first one. And I was like working full time and everything at the time. Like it was literally a side hustle. But it was a business magazine about following your instincts and how that's important or whatever. Anyway, Instinct Magazine was also like a gay porn sort of magazine or something over the States. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that until I started it. So that was interesting. Um, so yeah, good, some, good, good point there, Lani. Yeah, Rebel Nation. We've had that come up in such as yeah. with some Confederate. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, in the states. Yeah, that doesn't affect us here, but like when we've been searching ourselves, like that's been something we're aware of as well. And so. it's like a retail, so they actually sell like flags and rings and stuff like that. So we had someone like Sarah had someone call up wanting to or email or something yeah, wanting email. to return a ring, and it's like. Yeah, that was not from us. That was from your Confederate supplier. <laughs> so yeah, definitely worth checking those as well. And when you're checking those too, like Lani said, have a look at socials and stuff, but also have a look at domains and um, social handles that are available. So you really want to try and have the same handle on your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn sort of thing. Um, and so, by handle, do you mean that? At blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Rebel Nation. So for our Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Rebel Nation. And that's our hand. Our handle is the app. I think that was Rebel Nation Marketing. But yeah, so, and obviously with domains, um, like for example, we had a client recently who they've got a name that is like, it's uh, five words, like it's a really long name. So obviously they're not going to have that whole name in their domain. Yeah. Whereas the first two words of their name is actually like a common phrase. So that domain is gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we've had to get a bit clever with how we're doing theirs. Um, but yeah, if you check ASIC, check your check domains that are available and you can just do that on crazy domains or something. It'll still be able to tell you what domains are and aren't available. And then for checking handles, um, you can use name checker. So it's N-A-M-E. C-H-C-K-E-R. Oh, no, C-H-E-C-K-R. It misses misses the second E, sorry. We'll put it in the show notes, though. Definitely. Okay, so after you've come up with the name, what's next? Um, Then it is about doing your logo development. Oh, that's the fun part. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, your logo is your identity. And we get that not everyone has the funds or, or wants to go to like a professional designer and stuff straight out the gate. Um, you know, we always laugh about it in creative agencies, but it's like, oh yeah, my cousin's brother's neighbor's dog created this logo for me. <laughs> like they did a really great job. And we're like, yeah, no, clip art is awesome. Like <laughs> we should be doing more of that. Is clip art still around these days? Yeah, I saw a logo yeah. at the end of last year where yeah. they use clip art and not comic stands, but one of those other really oh, traditional like yeah. yucky fonts that everyone's like, oh. yeah. obviously did not say that to the person. They were very proud of it. Um, but 
yeah, your logo is the cornerstone of your identity. And to put context into that, so 30% of the neurons in our brain actually are related to directly or indirectly to processing visuals, right? Whereas our other senses, 8% for touch and 3% for hearing. So we are visual creatures. And like we say that all the time, but scientifically it is true. That's why design and marketing and shit is so important as well. So how you're, you know, how you're representing your business visually is actually really important. And to be honest, you're going to set up everything up. Like Jade said, this is the cornerstone of your identity, your website, your socials, your any marketing material that goes out, your uniform, your office, everything is made from your logo. So if you do it correctly. If you do it correctly. <laughs> but from our perspective, like that, this is, you know, the one marketing thing you need to set up properly. Mm-hmm. So you've got it going forward. And by getting an agency or um, a professional to set up your logo, they will provide you with a, what do we call that? Logo suite. Just a logo suite, which actually includes the fonts we've used, the colors we've used, so they're broken down correctly. So if you want to use them anywhere else, it will match. It will look exactly the same. Not exactly the same, but it will match it as close as it possibly can. So, yes, we have a in your logo suite, you get a style guide that has your font and color breakdowns. Any variations of your logo. So, if you want a black and white, because obviously not everything is going to be able to be printed color. Mm-hmm. If you have a tagline, you might have a version with and without the tagline. If you've got like a symbol, um, you know, like McDonald's has the M as a symbol. Yep. They would have in their suite the full McDonald's logo, but then they also would have the M set up on its own and in different file types. So yes. sometimes you need a PNG, sometimes you need an EPS, sometimes, you you know, a TIFF is going to suit. So you've got those different um, file types or whatever in your logo suite as well. But the purpose of that style guide and those different suites is that you're trying to basically get it as close as you can each time. So if you have your web page up and you get a banner printed mm-hmm. and you also have an embroidered logo, there's more likely than not, there's going to be variations. Like those colors, to, even to the human eye, are not going to be exactly, 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 exactly matched. It's just because they use different color breakdowns. They're in different mediums. It's physically impossible. Oh, different printers, different calibration. Yeah. Even just one uses CMYK, one uses RGB. You know, embroidery cotton comes in what it does. Like it's sort of, we can't control that. But having, if you, you know, when you do get your logo set up, Try and make sure that you get those file types, you get that style guide so that when you do go to use it in other places, you're matching as closely as possible. You've got that set of rules pretty much for anyone that's doing it. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, like I said, it is, your logo is super important. It is your identity. But at the same time, don't get this confused with the, with your logo needing to be perfect because nothing that we ever do, I mean, oh, I don't know about you, but I think I know nothing I ever do is 100% perfect. So, you know, sometimes when we're working with a client, it's like there's some people who are like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. I love it. And you're like, cool, you probably have like a bit of a more relaxed sort of view. Whereas there's some people who, and I tend to be one of those people as well, I want things to be right. I want to do things well. Mm -hmm. And when you get a bit perfectionist, sometimes it's, you know, you can like if you're you're like, oh, it's you know, it's just not quite right or it's not quite that color, I'm not quite sure about this, etc. 
if you keep going trying to get something perfect, it, it does become a form of procrastination. And this is where doing your own stuff gets really difficult because, yeah, yeah you can get really caught up on the finite details rather than actually getting things done. That may or may not actually matter. Yeah. And, and, I, and I mean that lovingly, but, yeah. yeah. The logo is really hardly ever seen on its own. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're sponsoring something, then, yeah, your logo is going to be by itself on a slide, yeah. essentially, right? But otherwise, your logo will be part of a design. It'll be part of a website. It'll be part of a social media cover. It'll be part of a poster. It'll be part of a presser. You know, it, your logo gets used as part of something, not the whole of something. So another trick um, that people can fall in, not trick, another trap that people can fall into is they want to put every single thing into their logo. Like it needs to, oh, it doesn't represent that I'm from the country. Oh, it doesn't have this color, you know, and, oh, it, it needs to say these 20 things that I do and stuff like that. It's never, it's really hardly ever used as a standalone. It's a part of other stuff. So, you know, your logo does not need to have every single thing attached to it and if it does it's no offense it's going to be really fucking painful to use complicated logos are very difficult to reproduce correctly each time yeah you know the simpler it is the more likely your stuff is going to look cohesive and consistent and this is where we think it, like we're getting quite into the design aspect of logos, but this is where scaling needs to be considered because mm-hmm. if it's going on the footer of something that's going to be printed and it's quite small, you have to consider how your logo is going to look when it is shrunk down. So that's something that your designer will should be considering when they're creating it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think going extra into the logo design was because you do want to impress. This is important, but at the same time, don't let it hold you back from actually going ahead and starting a business because getting out there and getting clients, promoting what you do, meeting people, um, you know, delivering your work, yeah. exactly that stuff, that's, you know, that's what a business is about, And but your logo is important. <laughs> Everything's important, okay? Just treat it all as important. That's, that's how a business is. Everything is urgent. Okay, well, that's how it is perfectly. With start with what you need. So that's something, you need everything, right? You need to have everything before you can start. It's a total hookup. So basically, at the start, you, you know, some people go, okay, so I need to get my website and I need to have these brochures and the business card and the uniform and I'm going to get car signage and do this and this. And it's like, that's fantastic. Like when you, like I've worked with clients who are way smarter than me, who when they were starting their business, they actually like, saved for ages and had like a proper 12-month marketing budget for their first year of business. Oh, I know. I started off with expenses just for living. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I've got enough money for four months. Good luck. I've got rent and food. Now I need to make some money. That's it. That is literally how I started. So, yeah, but that is not, in my experience, that's not the most common way that people start out. They yeah. do not have the cash to spend on marketing before they're getting any cash flow in. So just start with what you need. And and this is coming from someone who has a marketing agency. It might mean that some of these things you start off doing a little, I'm glad to say dodgy, I don't mean that, but like start doing a little version yourself of something and save your money to do like, you know, you might be like, okay, I really want my website 
to be where I do business. That's where I'm going to direct people to. I'm going to have conversion tactics. It's, you know, I'm going to work out. I'm going to spend my money on a website. However, the DL flyer that I hand out at my local cafe or whatever, I'll just try my best to do something for that. Yeah, so it totally depends on how you're doing business. If you're going to be applying for like government tenders and things like that, you're going to need a really good capability statement. They probably won't give two hoots about a website or a social media page. Yeah. It's not going to be a value for you to start getting those clients rolling in and that work happening. That's it. Yeah. And so that's a really good point is Thank thinking you. about <laughs> yeah, <such a> <laughs> is thinking about like, you know, at, when you're first starting a business, your main goal is really to get clients. So who are they? Mm-hmm. You know, w- what are they doing in their daily lives? What marketing are they already consuming? How can you reach them? So, for example, you know, Alana said, you know, you might have a target market of gov- government tenders, etc. So that tells from that you can then go, okay, these are the things that I definitely need to start out with. What can I afford to get a professional to do? What do I need to do myself? And some people bootstrap anything. I'm not against that. But if you do want some help and some guidance, and the thing is too, like if you think of it, you go, okay, I'll get a capability statement and then the copy that they write, I will copy and paste that into my flyer and into my website and, you know, repurpose the crap out of that stuff. We know that. 100%. Oh, it's consistent. Like it's actually what we do as part of marketing anyway. So it's not a dodgy thing to do. It's actually like legit. And if you're working with really good people, like they say, you know, you did come to us for your capability statement. We're happy for you to repurpose that content. We've gone to all that. We've gone to all that work. We want you to use that everywhere. Go for gold. So like that, you know, partnering. And in that arena you might need a um, photo shoot so you've got the photos of the work you do for that that can be repurposed everywhere as well so that's it so really thinking about who your audience is and where you're going to market to them so like i said government tenders um it could be that i always use this as an example but it could be that you are wanting your business is actually um Young mums is a really lucrative market for you. So you might be like, okay, I'm going to um, really spend a lot of time and effort on my Instagram yeah. and getting that going and building that up, et cetera. Um, and in the meantime, I'm just going to set up a little one-pager website or whatever that links through with my details kind of thing. So it's thinking about, yeah, who that person is and then starting off with just what you need um, because, again, this can be another way of procrastinating actually doing the job. Um, people are like, oh, I can't possibly go to a networking event until I have my business cards. Or, oh, I, I can't, I'm not really going to start the business until I've got X, Y, Z or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you might not need some basics to get started, but don't let it hold you back from actually going out there and, and doing business. Because the sooner you start doing, the sooner you start learning, the sooner you start getting cash, the sooner you can start spending that cash on, you know, doing bigger and better things with your business, whether it's marketing or hiring a um, PA or, you know, I mean, like hiring assistant, whatever, exactly. So, yeah, don't don't let yourself get held back and procrastinate by being like, oh, I need all of this to be professional, to be set up. Um, I had a client come in yesterday who she's gone from having a full shop front to now working from home. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't even feel like a business anymore, so I feel silly advertising. Aww. I know. And I'm like, dude, oh, my God, do you realize how many people are super successful that are working from home and have done the whole time for their careers 
be working from home it does not make you any less legitimate it was just a mindset thing that she needed to get past which she did and we've got some really cool stuff we're going to do for her yeah <laughs> awesome well that wraps up our main points we do have one bonus wrap up point because we like to give you a little bit extra and that is making sure you have a really good support network so this is not just going, mum, do you like the logo they designed for me? Husband, wifey, what do you think of purple? I love it. What's your thoughts? No, we're actually talking about other professionals, people within, they don't even have to be within your in your industry, but mm. other people that have already gone through the war, as I like to say. You can't, yeah, you can't talk about the war if you haven't been through it. You don't know what's going on. But, you know, other small business owners, they've already gone through all this. They've had their you know, various experiences that have had the ups and downs. Um, networking events is a good way to find people like that if you don't already have connections and, and friends that do those kind of businesses. And yeah, 100%. I think too, it's sort of like, you know, if there's not really any networking events happening in your area or you're not, partic- you know, networking makes you a bit nervous and stuff like that, it's like, okay, who do you know that runs a business that maybe you can just shout them a cup of coffee and go, okay, you know, can I just basically talk to you a bit about how I'm starting out? This is what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts? Like, it's not that someone who starts a bit like I've started a business that by no means makes me a guru on business at all, but I can offer support. I can be like, no, you're doing great. Or that's a really cool idea. Or here's what I did and it really screwed everything up. Maybe don't do that. I my accountant's phone number. That's been great. I didn't know. Exactly. So, Connecting with other business owners and creating that support network around you, yeah, it it really does make such a difference as well as having a good accountant that you trust yeah. and a good solicitor that you trust because at the end of the day, business, like I said, having a business is super exciting. It's also really scary and it's one of those things like, you know, learning right with tax and everything. There's very few first-time business owners I know that did not get bitten in the ass so completely by tax in their first year because they didn't understand what they needed to do, how it would work, all that type of thing. So you don't want your business to fall over before it even really gets the chance to begin. And, and yeah, I don't know, man. I think that for me personally, it's about persistence. Yeah. I just, there's no way I'm ever going to stop going after what I want. And that perseverance is, I think, what keeps me like going through with business and stuff. But obviously you don't want to tax all of your persistence right in that <laughs> Not first year, especially not when it comes to tax. No, and it's about setting up those foundational building blocks. So, you know, you do have the stability to keep going and that security, I guess, and, you know, that trust in relationships with people and support. And just confidence in yourself too. You know, self-belief, man, it's a lot easier to back yourself when you can prove to yourself that you can actually do this. Absolutely. Yes, having having someone in your corner that is just uh, unfailing positivity and you can do it is a bit of a cheerleader. I don't know anything about that. I don't think I have anyone like that at all. Mm, mm, no. no one tells you you can't do something? <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes. I've got a little hundred for those ideas sometimes. Anyway, I hope that helps. If you're looking at starting a business or you're in those first steps and struggling I hope that's given you something to start with. And if you do want someone to talk to you, come talk to us, friend. I love talking about business. And we love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. 
Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.